Welcome to the Throw the Law podcast. It's your host, Shay Goon. On this podcast, we have creators, artists, athletes, comedians, and all other types of inspirational people on the podcast. Essentially, with this podcast, it's suitable for all viewers, as long as you don't mind cussing, inappropriate uh, conversations, controversial conversations, me flip-flopping back and forth on what I think, uh, then yeah, this podcast is for you. Please enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Throw the Lob Podcast. It's your host, Shay Goon. Oh, man, it feels like we've been gone for a long-ass time. We actually haven't been gone for that long, but uh, got a special guest in the building. First off, I want to shout out to my guy in the room, as always. You know who it is, Big Ja. Gang, gang, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm saying? You don't want it to... Stun on me with a brand new phone. You know, you're feeling <laughs> Yo, nice. Mine well just well got well a crack well in it. <laughs> brand new crack. So it was a great day to say that. But we got a special guest in the building. Someone who definitely I, I look up to. You know, sort of a big brother type of relationship, I would say. Also someone who definitely, in that same type of big brother relationship, definitely got on me sometimes, you know. <laughs> we got someone here who works with uh, high school athletes, with older athletes, pro athletes. He's someone who's really trying to sort of pass what he's learned and make sure the next generation is coming up right. Uh, it's my guy, Coach Donnie Ruiz, man. What up, man? What up? How you been, bro? Oh, I've been good, man. I've been good. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a minute, so it's good to see you doing the thing. You haven't seen thing. me since the training day, so it's probably yeah. like four. At least four years, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Let's not date each other too much <laughs> yeah, yeah. with a time frame, you know what I mean? <laughs> before, before we get into all the stuff we got to talk about, mm-hmm. really quickly, just so the people at home know, and I'm saying be honest. We have our motto. We've said it multiple times on the podcast. What's the rule? Honesty. Honesty, man. All and right. here's the, here, what's, what's the subclause? Because this one, I'm going to need the subclause on this one. <laughs> you, know, you know what subclause is? You can omit. I looked oh, at right, you. Yeah, right, you right, know, right, right. So honesty, mm. and when I asked you this, you can omit stuff. All right. So, me as an athlete, when you were training me, right, and you saw me day in, day out. We did. I don't know. We did like five days a week yeah, or something. It was five days a week. In terms of what you thought, how much I got on your nerves. <laughs> what are we? You know what I mean? Like, what was the what was the perspective back then when you first met me? Uh, well, when I first met you, <clears throat> um, I think different than a lot of the other athletes was you were you're, like you were very quiet, very reserved. Uh, Everybody's like, "What the <laughs> hell?" <laughs> <laughs> no, you were. You didn't say a whole lot. Like yeah. I think in that whole time, you said like six words. You know what I mean? And, I think uh, I was. Uh, I mean, especially in that setting, yeah, where I was like one of the. Yeah. I don't want to say I was the worst or young, but I felt like personally, like I had the most to prove, so to speak, out of yeah, the other yeah. athletes in there. Yeah. Uh, I think I was with Corey was in there sometimes. I don't know if Noah was. No, 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 wasn't. Yeah, Noah's but, my homie. Noah's supposed to come on eventually too. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, but um, not not to start the podcast off with me, but you know, this is my podcast. I want to, you know, what I mean, to start <laughs> yeah. off with me. Let the people know, man. Let them you people know. know. But yeah, you've been. Uh, I looked into it when I was actually like looking into some of the stuff we're gonna talk about and stuff like that. I was looking at like the time, and like I said, we're not dating, mm-hmm. but EPA's been going on way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought it started like a couple years, like a year or two before me, but it's been like consistently before that. Yeah, it's been 
in the current um, location that we're in now. Um, Did it start somewhere else? Well, it started before, um, like, I was contracted out of a couple different gyms, had a private studio. Um, so I was just trying to, oh, you know, okay, chip okay. away and, and work my way, transition myself out of, uh, you know, what I was doing previous to that. And then, um, yeah, so the the business itself or the, the, the training business started before that. And then, uh, you know, we came together and then obviously got into that facility, that building mm-hmm. where you came to train. So that's probably around 10, probably around 10 years. Man. That's a lot yeah. in the game. Yeah, it is. And then uh, I remember when I or my group was coming in, mm-hmm. uh, that was because at first was it like solely football, right? Or was it just or what uh, was it? Well, I guess at the inception of it, yeah, it was definitely football because um, <clears throat> we had started off some football camps, mm-hmm. um, and um, and then obviously just naturally had I think attracted some of the younger football athletes from yeah. you know the the past of playing. Were the camps like mostly at the camps? Was it football? or Was it like lifting weights? Like what you're doing now? Um, it was, was both. It, it started well. Th- that's not actually accurate. It started off mostly as football camps, skill development. Mm. We had started, you know, uh, wide receivers. DB camp, um, and then from there actually tried to start uh, an actual football camp, looking at the the community in, in Ottawa. And then once the team uh, had folded, then it was like, well, there was this big void, right? So mm. thought, well, the let's team. So that was like the the, uh, the Renegades at the Renegades. time. Yeah, my bad. yeah exactly, my bad. right? My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Right, and then <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, and then tried to start out a camp. First one flopped. Mm. Um, just people didn't show up. Just, or just well, it just you know, I mean, it was it was just, I mean, it was new trying yeah. to figure out how to market it, how to promote it, and um, you know, anticipated it being like you know, hundred kids will come out, hundred fifty mm-hmm. kids got all this gear, swag, man, probably still have a <laughs> box of t-shirts from that <laughs> from thing. That yeah, it was about <laughs> six kids showed up. Dang. Um, it's crazy because yeah. where it is now. Yeah, it's yeah crazy. It's, it I don't is. even think another thing. Um, I'm horrible at introducing. One thing I forgot to even say, like where you played and all that oh, stuff, man. Yeah. Guys, guys, pretty, pretty decorated, you know. We <laughs> got some uh, college. Where did you? I know you started initially. You were gonna play in the states. Did you play in the states for a year? Yeah, yeah. Out of yeah. high school, so I'm. I grew up in Hamilton, um, and uh, from Hamilton, I, I went down to the U.S. Played in NCAA uh, at a school, Bemidji State, in northern Minnesota, and mm. then uh, went there as a running back. Um, <clears throat> anyways, transitioned back home, transferred back home, and then I ended up going to Wilfrid Laurier University. That's what it was. In Waterloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then played three years there and, um, you know, had a, had a good career there, learned a lot. And then from there, got my opportunity uh, to go to the CFL, played in the CFL for a number of years. Uh, started off in Winnipeg, then came here to Ottawa, played a good chunk of time here in Ottawa, and then when this team shut down, then I uh, got drafted to Saskatchewan. Got you. So during that time with Ottawa, was mm-hmm. that the kind of uh, point where like, okay, this is actually might be somewhere I might like once it's done, like, or no? We're being honest, right? We're being honest, <laughs> but you can omit. Hell you no, can omit. man. I did not want. To, I did not want. To, I, and I, I got to preface this, and I say it all the time with yeah. everybody. Like, Ottawa's been very good to me. 
it's you know I've met some amazing uh, like a, uh, not some um, a lot of amazing people mm-hmm. develop some really good relationships you know um, even just like reconnecting with you you know yeah for sure um, and so Otto's been very good to me but I just it just was not my flow at the time and you know all my friends my homeboys all were home my family's all back Hamilton in Hamilton so Toronto, you were like in your Saga. head you're going back yeah so I was always going yeah. back always going back you know um, and then uh, when things shut down with Saskatchewan I got released. Then I kind of was like <clears throat> lost, you know, and I went home for a minute and then I realized after a short time, like not the environment for me to stay in to mm. pursue things that I want to pursue. Yeah, so, that's uh, a tough, uh, yeah. especially because it's not, it's not like you don't love Hamilton. No, I do. I mean, people bang on me all the time for like, oh, you're from Hamilton, Steel City, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I love <laughs> it. I love it. Like every time yeah. I go home, I take a little drive. I go through like uh, every time, you know, I catch up with my homeboys and go for a little drive and just take it in because that's the place that built me mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i feel like definitely one thing i know you're not even from auto i just remember it's so like yeah, yeah, kind of relates but this is what i was gonna say a lot of people um whether it's auto or whatever if you don't come from like one of the bigger cities people love to like shit on and say like i can't wait to get out of here anywhere mm-hmm. else like yeah of course you want to you don't want to most people want to experience more than just your home city. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I would never, like, talk bad on, like, what raised me. You mm-hmm. know? Like, I've been, like, all over different parts of the city, like, growing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah. now I'm out in the West End. But, like, I would never talk bad about Ottawa at that point. Because just, like, I just don't think I'd be the same person if I didn't, you know what I yeah, mean? If no, I didn't, if I didn't grow up here. It's, it's, it's streets, it's buildings, it's parks, like, all that stuff. It, it molds you, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh it, it's it's part of what contributes to you being you, you know. Yeah, so you, sure. you have to respect. I I believe it's, and that's why it's it's important to respect where you're from. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. man. And uh, so getting back to, because obviously I don't want it to be a giant biography, but I want people to know, mm-hmm. you know, like who you are and like how that all kind of lends to the sort of uh, EPA EPA thing, League Performance Academy, which is honestly one of the questions I was curious because you know. Me, at the time, I'm not able to, like, step back and look at it the sure. way I would be able to now. Right. But, like, for you, also on this podcast, I want it to be something where people can look at and understand what's required to get to certain points. Mm-hmm. So, like, me going in uh, to EPA uh, at high school, I was like, yeah, I probably need to lift some because I'm getting pushed around in basketball. That was the only thought. Right, right. There's yeah. so much other <laughs> mental preparation, stuff like that. What do you think, like, probably is the biggest thing high school kids are, like, it's like, oh, realization, like, I got to get ready for it. You know what I mean? What are the yeah. things that you see right now? Uh, I, well, I, I do spend a lot of time um, with all my athletes on their, their, mental, their mental game, their mental approach. You know, the weights, the training, like, it's all extremely important. Um, but those are all vehicles. And uh, they're all vehicles towards performance. And mm. the thing is, and, I mean, you, I, I see it every day, of course, and – it's every level that you go up, it requires something different of you. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when you're, when you're young, I don't even know what young is, but when you're, <laughs> when you're, you know, when you're in elementary school, for example, you yeah. know, whoever's like just naturally, genetically the fastest is just going to be the genetically the fastest. And there's, yeah, that's just what it is. End of story. And, yeah. and that generally, that will generally follow through um the entire career but what happens is there's like these sleepers along the way I'll, I'll call them that start you know chipping away banging away doing the small things and that's where I try to 
come in and say, okay, so, you know, assessing everybody mm. and seeing what they are, what their skill set is, and then what it will be or what will be necessary for them to elevate their game, Yeah. right? And so for you, if I recall, because I remember going to watch you play a couple games too. Yeah, uh, right? that's another thing. I feel like EPA takes definitely, like, more than just the weight, you know? There's definitely, like... You know, that's why I felt like I could I could call you up. I also called up Pat. Like, he's going to come out eventually, too, probably, mm-hmm. like, spread y'all out some. But, sure. you know, like, there is also a relationship. There's also, like, EPA actually wants the athletes to do well. So it's more mm-hmm. than just come in, pay, here's the weights, get well, the yeah, fuck out. Well, no, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's a, a big um, area where I think I've tried to <clears throat> separate myself. And, and as I say that, it's not a conscious thing of, like, oh, here's what I'm going to do so I can separate myself. Mm-hmm. But I see that it takes more like every athlete has different things and different and respond to different things. And, you know, you might be the kind of athlete that I got to get up in your grill and, you know what I mean? Give Mm -hmm. you business to get you to respond. But the person next to you, you know, like I just got to look at them and be like, Like, what are you doing? What are we doing today? And that's how that will trigger them. Yeah. It's so, it's so specific to each person. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a coach, as a, as a strength coach for me, it's my job or one of the jobs uh, in my career is to analyze and assess that and see what's going to make you tick. You know what I mean? Mm. How can I, because you invest in me initially and and that's how it goes. You're the initial investment is from the athlete into the coach or the space. And then at that point, then I've got to reciprocate that. And, you know, to just hand you a program and hand my athletes just a program and say, here, go do it, it's just, it's not enough a lot of times, you know. You have a few athletes that can take a program and go and handle their business, but most people need guidance, um, structure, accountability, and those kind of things. And everybody comes from different backgrounds, different family situations, so... You know, I've really spent a lot of time looking at that, and I spend a lot of time talking to my athletes to get to know them and what their situation is because, you know, developing that trust, and that's a part of why, you know, me going there to watch you play, it's it's not me just punching in the clock either. It's mm. me going to see because I want to see what you do because I've, I've been around the game for long enough to know that there's some athletes that are, we're being honest, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's some athletes that are not that stellar in the weight room yeah. But yet, that you put the jersey on, and they, you can't talk to person. them, right? It's a whole different person. Um, yeah. And then there's some others that are just not naturally or athletically gifted, but yet in that sport, they just know and like have IQ no, carries exactly, them, right? whatever. You know, so my yeah, and so my job is to try to curate all of those things, and then help that athlete develop into you know what their thing is, right? And exceed potential again, and and I say that because potential. It's a great word, but I hate that word, too. Yeah. yeah. People, I mean, even just me being, like, a nerd of the NBA draft and, like, all that kind of stuff, you see, like, the potential label get slapped on people who are just raw mm-hmm. and who have just, I don't want to say live by that potential, but they they carry that on. You know, that's what, yeah. you know, until no, exactly. you're, like, halfway through an NBA career, it's like, all right, well, we, we can't say potential anymore. <laughs> you, yeah. you, like, you damn near 30, bro. You got mortgages. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's, you got baby mamas, bro. Yeah, we can't get anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's for real, though, because, you know, I, and I've said this before, and any athletes that are listening to this that I've spoke to, they've heard these words out of my mouth, and uh, it's, I always say, if if you hear the word potential hang around you too long, you're not handling your business. Mm, that's you know? so true. Because there's certain spots where you, you, you earn that potential, 
and then you got to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Like you just said, if you're in grade nine and I'm looking at you play, I'm like, yo, this kid's got some potential. Coach thinks potential. Grade 10 and 11, if they're still saying you have potential, something's not clicking there. Nothing. Right? We're not getting to the next stage. Exactly. Yeah, now it. you're in your senior year transitioning to university. Yeah, you got the potential on. You have the potential to be a great university or a good university or quality university athlete. And then by year two, year three, and, and that gap closes, right? You got yeah. X amount of time when you're in elementary school or, or young, right? Then you have a smaller amount of time in high school. Then university, you got to do it tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then at pro level, you better have done that yesterday. Yeah, man. You know I mean? It's crazy. I, it's, it's definitely something people need to, to listen and get accustomed to. I think partly, I mean, there was a lot of stuff for me as a young athlete because I remember for me I was um, – I always, me, I always had a chip on my shoulder, but I was, like I said, I was, or like you said, I was a quiet mm -hmm. kid, mm -hmm. and I always felt that people, like, would take that quietness for weakness or whatever, mm -hmm. and I always was, like, until, like, halfway through high school, I was, like, shorter on the basketball team. Uh, I didn't grow until, you had met me after I'd grown, I think. Uh, uh, no, before, because no. I just seen you now, I was like, damn, man. Yeah, okay, just, so there you go, all right. <laughs> I used to go up and put my arm around you now, like, you know, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, late bloomer, like, yeah. in that type of way, and basketball, so for me, it was like, get in, like, try and show that you belong, that was always yeah. uh, my thing when I was hooping, and then, then it's also like a big thing when you have to learn, like, you have to transition, yeah. you know, yeah. because I, what I was seeing for uh, basketball-wise was like, and I played like a year at Algonquin, and I was like, slugged through it with injury. Oh yeah, you were there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was you, man. Um, did you come to? Did you come to a lot of games? Did you come to any games? Nah, but I see oh, them I bet. through the. Street. Oh, I bet my boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I, Yeah, shouts out to you, my guy. I appreciate you. But uh, yeah, no, I was like, at Algonquin. It was it kind of worked because I could play that position, mm -hmm. but any like CIS level, and we played a couple exhibition games against CIS, and I was all right. Yeah. But it was like I knew sort of the possession, the position I had to, the position I wanted to play, the position I would be on the best at. I'm not tall enough, mm -hmm. so I know the work that 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 requires to be an undersized player and try and right. whatever. And then for me, I was just like, I always had other passions. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it was such a tough decision. I can't even lie though, because yeah. just being the type of, uh, I feel like every athlete, you don't want to ever say like, you don't want ever want to step away from the game. That's like, that's yeah, simple. It's, no, you, know? you don't. I, yeah. still, I still don't. <laughs> you still every now and then get on, yeah. you know, get on the field. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was like, um, yeah, it was a really tough decision. And then I just, like, I had a bunch of other things I wanted to do. So creatively, like, I wanted to – I felt like I, I did comedy, like, when mm. I was a kid. And barely anyone had seen that since then. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like I have something to, to give. And then even, like, with that, there's, like, so many – I just take everything I learned from, like, the sports stuff, and now I'm applying it to, yeah, that's, you know, that's, everything else. That's good, and that's – you did what you should do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You played your game. You gave the game something, <clears throat> you know. You, you tried different uh, um, ways of improving your game, pushed it to the next level, did that. And then at that point, you know, and it's always these reassessments you got to do. And, like, I tell every athlete, like – you know, there's different stages where you have to reassess the situation and look at, and is it, you know, is this for you to continue here, or do you want to go on to the next thing, mm -hmm. right? And and it's different for everybody, and do that's you, another part that I try to incorporate yeah. a lot with my. That's athletes. what I was gonna ask. Do you feel like you ever have to initiate those conversations with your athletes, or is it something like, 
Like, like, how do you kind of approach that, or do you feel like they have to come to you and say, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta make a decision here"? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I try. I mean, um, I'm very interactive with my athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, whether that's going to watch them play. I try to get, you know, I mean, I can't obviously go to every game every day, but I try to go to a lot of different athletes' games to try to time it up. Like, I went last year down um, to go see Corey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I saw a picture of that. Yeah, Shout out to Corey. Yeah, shout out to Corey and Noah. And, um, like, so that's an example of where that weekend, um, and then uh, there was, so Noah and Corey were playing at Harvard. And then I think it was four or five of my lacrosse athletes were playing also in in that area. In that area, yeah. Okay. Well, in that area until uh, me and Sarah were driving, <laughs> driving to go to the area. But it was uh, so they were in uh, Boston for at Harvard. Yeah. And then that was on the Friday, I think. Friday night. No, it was Saturday afternoon. So literally left Friday afternoon. Drove. Went straight to the game. Then from there, the next day, um, there was Colorado Mammoth was playing against uh, the New England Black or no New England it, New uh, Black what, Wolves. What is this? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Crime. Yeah, so professional cross the NLL, and so it just at time it just worked out perfect. And I remember being at at EPA and like talking to some of the athletes. I'm like, yo, that I think it was like March second. I'm like, they're all we're playing. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, I'm gonna make it happen. So I talked with Sarah and we're That's like, yo, crazy. let's go make it happen. And so, you know, her and I drove down. I'm trying not to think about the gas on that, but Yeah, let, 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 <laughs> like I said, you invest in me, <laughs> yeah. I gotta reinvest, right? Um but yeah, yeah, and like went through a snowstorm coming back. But crazy. you know, it was awesome to then go over there and then watch those guys play on Sunday and uh there was, I think it was around five of the lacrosse guys playing that I had worked with that were all pros. So yeah. in one weekend, it was like, that was, that's my vacation. You <laughs> feel me? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Honestly, I think it would be dope to see that, you know, like you work with these guys every day and then yeah. get to see them, uh, get to go, especially that kind of trip to see them play yeah, too. No, it's crazy. Sure. But um, one thing I saw... I don't know if I had noticed it outside of football when I was there, mm-hmm. but since I left, mm-hmm. the amount of pro athletes in all the different sports, like, how has that transition been? Have you found it's been, like, have you have you had to, like, rework the system of how you guys do things with that kind of stuff? Or um, a, Well, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause do they just pull up and be like, "Yo, I need right now. I need a session." Well, it's it's taking time, right? And this is the thing I try to tell people: like, you know, a lot of people can. And believe me, as I say this, I don't think like I'm there. I'm not. I don't think I've arrived. Course, I haven't made it. Like, and and I mean that sincerely. Like, I got so much to do and so much work to do still. But it's a uh, it's. You know, people look at, like, my schedule and think, like, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, start training. I'm going to, like, have all these athletes. And, like, and maybe. But it's been, like, you know, banging away slowly with, you know, one athlete at a time and then two and then trying to build up. And, like, I told you, the football camp, the first time we started, we had six athletes there. Yeah. And then it took us a few years to get to the point where then we had, like, 120, Mm -hmm. 150, you know, and then start moving from there. And, um you know, some of the things now that are really, um, and this is very recent in terms of realizations, is to see, uh, for example, like Corey Johnson, who's an athlete that, you know, I was fortunate to watch him play high school, have him come to the gym, train, mm-hmm. then get into that um, 
Uh, we d- designed that specific fo- uh, basketball program for you guys, the the yeah, D2D, yeah, yeah. the D2D hoops. We were the first. We were first yeah, you guys were the first oh, group you, for that, right? You. We had run it. We had run that for a couple of years as a special league program with the football guys. Had amazing success with that, and then you know more guys like yourself were coming in. We're like, yo, let's do this with uh, the basketball guys. And then so you know, Corey's a great example of a guy who started off in high school, trained did those things, did the small things, then got, you know, earned his way down to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, then he went to prep school, then he went to Harvard, and then from Harvard now to pros, and every summer he comes back and, and you know, we work together. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a very nice thing to see, you know, mm-hmm. that that's one, because the way I look at it and every single person I work with, it's like, and that's probably from my artistic background, but it's like, everybody's a piece of clay that it's like, how am I going to help and do, mm-hmm. do my little part to help guide this, this athlete in their way. And, and I uh, do got a question on that. Cause you know, I, I yeah, love yeah, some yeah. stuff. You, you, you did your research. Huh? I did my research, man. <laughs> I did my research. So I got a question on this really quick before we kind of jump off, uh, from EPA. Um, mm-hmm. one thing I did want to touch on one of my, uh, one of my best friends, one of my homies, um, and I was really proud to see the progress that he made. And you guys helped a lot is O2, Michael O2. Oh, dude. Cause like that guy, um, yeah, I mean, like, like it was such a crazy thing that happened. I think it, w- it was a Canada Day, mm-hmm. and uh, he got in an accident. And we, we talk about this all the time now, because that day uh, we were texting in the morning about, yeah. like, what we were going to do that night. Okay. And at first, he, we were, like, we were doing the same thing. He yeah. was coming to where I was, like, we were going to and then go from there. Right. Then last second, things changed. He's like, I don't remember what happened, but he, you know, he's doing his own thing, and, you know, whatever. Right, right. And then he gets in, uh, he's hit by a car, mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, it's crazy. Like everybody at the hospital and like come to see him. I remember going to see him uh, at his house uh, after, and like I was just bringing video games because he was just like inside. You yeah, know, like yeah, what could yeah, he do? Yeah, he was just yeah. inside. And then to see the progression, like I still haven't got O2 on the podcast. I'm gonna get him on sometime. That's my yeah. dude. But um, to see the progress that he made, because mm-hmm. like we're talking about like motor skills, like like basic, basic. And then I, uh, I mean, like we would play pickup, right? right? So I'd see it like part way through, yeah, and it was like. The game's still there, but, like, there's no speed. Yeah. Speed, like, expo- all that stuff, explosiveness, gone. Right. So, like, for that, that's probably, like, a really, like, specific case. But how was that with him in, like, kind of a brief sort of... Well, I don't know how much I can talk yeah, on yeah, it yeah, with, course, with, with his uh, situation. But in terms of... Um, and, I, and I do. I want to open up one day exclusively on Michael with because, like, I mean... I can easily get speechless here with this guy because Michael is just like, you know, you have levels and then there's next level humans. Yeah. Like Michael guy, is the next got, level. Got, yeah. Something, man. yeah. Like I, I, I think for the world, the world's lucky that that man is not six foot eight, six foot nine. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I mean that. And like me and him, we have discussions. We had discuss, even like way before that. I'm like, bro, if you was like, you'd be, <laughs> it'd be, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, Michael's crazy. Like. You know, to to just talk about you know my my little experience. I guess this was around three three years ago now, which is wild. Yeah. So Mr. Johnson, Corey's dad, he says, hey, he he was at the gym training and he said, um, he's like, Don, I got somebody. I, there's nowhere else I want to send him to but with you and you specifically because I know. I just I trust you, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, cool, you know. He's like, no, no, this is like, it's it's not like, it's not like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's an athlete, but he's not like, not right now. I'm like, yeah, 
like confused like what are you talking about you know because i didn't know right i didn't mm-hmm. know anything and i didn't know who my shout out to john johnson one time he coached me for one year one of my favorite coaches ever oh yeah yeah <laughs> expired so much content shout out john johnson I had, I had to do that one time shout out to that guy nice um yeah and uh, so we spoke about it and he said like told me his scenario and the situation that happened and so he said like you know can you work with him i said well of, of course you know so anyways i said well let's book him for assessment and see and uh he came in, and so I started off with doing the assessment, assessment you've been through. Oh, yeah, that was right? – I barely remember that. But it was like – is that like you do like the jumping test and like push-ups? Uh, that no, that? a little bit more on the movement screening side of okay, things. So you guys you. would be um, – Oh, the testing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, now I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I had you guys you. on some wobble boards and stuff like this. And yeah. So which is the, the process that, <clears throat> you know, all the athletes go through is, is with me anyways is to make sure – you know, screen movements, see what's going on before we even do anything. And so, man, like, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I had a blank page at the end of it because it was everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like there was, and like, as you said, like, it was, it, this was not a scenario where it's like, hey, how am I going to get this guy stronger? I'm like, or put muscle on him. It was like, hey, how am I going to get Michael to, like, move? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, I have his his assessment in my phone, and it's one of the things like I'm like proud of most. One of the things I'm most proud of from a training standpoint. But as I say that, it's not me saying it in a in a format of taking credit for what he did because mm-hmm. I, I can't like I, I can't take an ounce of credit for what for Michael has done did, honestly because yeah. it's it's such a different situation and like that shows like if there's nothing else that that shows is your the power of like faith and like when I talk to people and my athletes all the time I talk about like imposing your will in the weight room imposing your will on this set and that's how you start to build towards imposing your will on your opponent or your Mm -hmm. competition and Michael exemplifies imposing his will and is just his faith like you know because he shouldn't be playing right now at all and let alone be playing you know at the uh, at the college level university level and like producing like killing it still. yeah like, like that's the thing. thing like you know like back to mike you bon- know? like yo and um but when he started and, and we finished the assessment and i remember michael was like you know such a respectful guy just you know positive guy and he's like so coach like you think you can get me back ready to play in september and i'm like um <laughs> are you crazy like, but how do I answer this? Because yeah, here's this this young, you know, this kid yeah. asking me, like, can you get me ready? And mm-hmm. of course, you know, my my ego and my pride and my confidence as you know as in in what I do, I want to say yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I also I'm not in a position, first of all, to say that yeah. um, professionally. But second of all, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I didn't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to believe it, but it's another thing to fully trust your own belief if mm-hmm. that makes sense and so i said i don't know like and i said I, I don't know michael i'm not in a position to say that i can't decide that you will decide that but i will do everything that i can to position you the best way i can you know yeah. and, I, and that sounds like a very like diplomatic answer mm-hmm. but it's it's all i could say because at the same time who am i to tell him no yeah if if i if i thought that um but at the same time i looked at it as like yeah such a challenge right yeah and uh <laughs> and so um yeah after we finished the first 
session, I mean, I was just like, holy cow, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And, and um, of course, like, I'm going to get Michael on to tell the full story and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, speaking, like, specifically of, like, the coach who's with him every day. Because mm-hmm. when uh, me and Mike were talking about it, we didn't talk. Like, of course, initially we talked yeah, yeah. about it a lot because that's what's going on. And yeah. we're, I'm, I'm not in a place to talk about a lot of uh, that kind of stuff. But, like, for the most part, it was, like, checking in. Like, after some time had passed, mm-hmm. it was like, because at first it's all just friendly conversation. Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. school, just, talk about whatever, yeah, just bullshit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then and then when he's hooping again, like, slowly returning, then it's like seeing, like, slowly, and he's talking about, like, certain things, like, man, every single time I had that one step and I'd be gone. But, you know, like, certain things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then to see where he is now, like, that type of stuff is, like, yeah, you know, and no. I think he's already. I think I'm pretty sure Mike has done. Like people have written a few stories. He might already been on a few podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take it, no offense that you didn't come on mine first. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not taking no offense, Michael. You know, we love you here, but you know, <laughs> hop on the podcast. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're gonna take a very quick uh, break, and then we'll be right back. All right, <clears throat> and we're back, and we now we got uh now Jamil got to do something now. He's by <laughs> just good. chill it on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Relax the whole podcast. We do have some stuff to pull up. Uh, first thing uh, we're going to go is the Don't Ever Confuse Being Great video. Hit that one for me one time. Full screen that joint. How old are these guys? These are junior uh, rookies. And oh, they're okay. uh, from 8 to 13. Got you. Hey. Remember some of those drills, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, you could uh, make sure. Yeah, stop it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, number one, I was kind of looking at some videos, and for yeah, I gotta remember for the audio listeners, we just watched a quick clip of EPA. Some guys doing some drills. Um, some guys and ladies doing some drills and some uh, workouts there. Um, and you can see that at Coach. Are you? Are you? Uh, yeah, coach, coach, are you? Coach, coach, Rue, yeah. coach, are you on YouTube? Subscribe to my guy. All right, and Coach Rue, um, Coach Rue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and with this, also, I mean, we we're going back and forth from like EPA stuff. I sure. mean, of course, you're here, so that's why we want to talk about it. But the title is what got me on this mm, one. Yeah. Don't ever confuse being great with being famous. And mm-hmm. I, I saw this. I mean, this specific video I saw today for oh, the okay. first time. Yeah. But I had tweeted something the other day. I can go make me. Bring out the phone. Bring out these amazing tweets right here. One <laughs> second, but um, but yeah, I think I tweeted something like I don't. Uh, what did I tweet? One second. Okay, yeah, here we go. I said I don't give a fuck about. Uh, oh shit, what the hell? Oh, here we go. Here, my bad, my bad. I'm tweaking. I don't give a fuck if people mess with me or not. At the end of the day, McDonald's is always hiring. And I can't take credit for that quote because I got that quote actually from Yvette Nicole Brown, who played um, Shirley on the show Community. Do you ever mm-hmm. see Community? No, I never did. Yeah, bro. That was one of my favorite shows. Uh, in the, you watched that show? No, I've seen the one, too. Bro, <laughs> both of y'all are sleeping, man. I'm sending y'all some, some stuff immediately following this podcast. Great show. But, yeah, um, I think definitely I feel like almost every kid at some point want sees fame mm-hmm. and like really wants that and mm-hmm. really for you what was kind of understanding that's that's not what it is like fame is not actually what it is yeah because i mean <clears throat> now whether at the time i was you know conscious with these thoughts or formulating these thoughts but mm-hmm. you know it's that title is 
uh, which is uh, the lyric from Wale's track. Um, shout out Wale. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, <laughs> I'm shout out everybody on the podcast, bro. <laughs> Coach Sarah picked that track. She personally picked that track for that video, so shout Yo. her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it's just, it's like, you know, those are not synonymous things, right? And fame mm-hmm. can be, for one, short-lived. And I, I personally, again, personally don't necessarily believe that you can can really dictate your fame. You yeah. know what I mean? You have now, no control. There's people that. that, you know, have tried to build a path to, to develop fame or get fame. And to me... Fame is it. Fame is not ground, ground, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way either, because mm-hmm. there's famous people that I obviously like. But uh, fame itself, it, it does. It's not necessarily grounded to everything, to anything. What you do know you mean what by I mean? That? And what I mean by that is nowadays, especially right, like you can be famous just because whatever. Like That's you and true. I can be in here right now and just do something really foolish mm-hmm. that uh, you know would not be a proud moment, and next thing you know. You're famous tomorrow morning, we could be famous for the wrong reasons. But you know, now we might be counting lots of stacks and feeling good about that. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. That's not. Don't what, make it sound good. Like, you know, <laughs> well, I'm just saying we gotta pay, gotta pay some bills, man. Yeah. Man. No, but but you know, but great. Like people don't just say you're great. Yeah. People don't just attach that tag to you. Great is uh, there's a great great magnitude to that word, and that often comes from you know if I ask you to name me five great basketball players, mm-hmm. chances are they have found a way to build themselves into that. And they yeah. have chipped away by accomplishing things, digging away at their craft. Um, you know, if I ask you to talk about you know five great you know uh, leaders. You know, chances are. But if I ask you to say, you know, five famous people, it could be the same five. But at the same time, what I mean by separating yeah, that is it could be yeah, yeah, you could yeah. be famous for anything. Yeah. Right. And um, <clears throat> fame does not necessarily mean that you're attached to it either. Right. Mm-hmm. I know fame like I, I, when I say no, I'm aware of who famous people are, but I don't have anything there. But if you're somebody who's great, even if I may not, it's like you, you can be attracted to their path. To yeah. That greatness, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's also a really good distinction when you say the path. Because when I look at people that I say, because another thing I stopped doing, or like, like I said, I'm 20, whatever. I say stop doing. I'm saying like, I, you know, like hopefully I'm not doing this stuff. But like, you, you can't fully control any of this type of like, uh, the stuff. I just try and hear what people say mm-hmm. and try and learn from it the best I can because I now. Being in my 20s or something, I'll tell my little brother, tell my little sister something that I didn't understand, mm. and they'll like hear it and it'll go in one ear and out the other. So, of course, the same thing with people older than me or who have more experience than me. Sure. I try and hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to fully comprehend it. There's no way to unless you live it, but comprehend it as best as you can, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, then with that, um, with the whole fame thing, it's like I look at when you're looking at the path that people take. This is another thing I had to actually my mom helped me with this one because I was like, there's such a thing in our culture right now. I might have talked about this with EK. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I did. Uh, there's such a thing in our culture in terms of like right now specifically, it's like the prodigy. You know, you have to be good young. You have to be whatever. You know, it has to happen. Mm-hmm. If you don't have whatever it is by like mid 20, like whatever you're. Date is it gets younger and younger every year, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Then it's like it's almost like 
you're not where you're supposed to be. Right. You know what I mean? And then even with other people who didn't get it super young, it's like, well, if my path doesn't look exactly like that person's path, what the heck's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? So finding what your own path is mm-hmm. is definitely something like I'm still working on and stuff like obviously everybody um, is trying to work on. But, um, yeah, I think it is a lot of stuff to say. No, no, and you're right, though, and I think that's the big thing is, you know, with me trying to communicate that with a lot of the athletes uh, that I work with and and the young ones, like, the pro guys that I work with, they're still trying to find their path, too, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not over. No, it's not over, and I I don't know that that journey is ever over until it's over, you know what I mean? You're always finding your way. Like, some people probably can look and say, like, oh, you know, with for me, for example, I got coach pros, I coach this, this, and... You know, he's the Arial. I'm like, I'm not even close. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't even, I, I'm serious. I don't even think, I just sent EK a text like today. I'm like, we haven't even scratched the surface with things yet. You yeah. know what I mean? And I truthfully, truly believe that. Um, and it's the path. But, you know, and that's why when my athletes ask me questions, you know, and I spend a lot of time talking with them and, and all, as many athletes as I can. And they, you know, ask me all the time for, you know, pers- uh, advice or, you know, coach, what do you think I should do or this and, and, I always tell them like I won't, I'm not going to give you any advice because I don't I don't give advice, but I'll give you some perspective. You know, mm, got you. And I think even just communicating it that way, you make that as the athlete right away. Yeah. I I believe are more open to hear what I say because I'm not I'm not going to tell you what I what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what you got to do, like mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, you, you no hundred percent right. And this is do. the things I say to to yeah. guys. You know what you got to do. You know, I, I use example like. Um, you know, an athlete asked me, like, oh, coach, there's a party going on this weekend. Like, I want to go and get, you know, messed up. And how about, mm-hmm. what do you think I should do? You, I don't need to tell you what Jamil you think doesn't you should like do. the answer, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, you know, it, it's, you, you know what the answer is. Yeah. But, but when I, when I attach perspective onto it, it then, it puts the athlete or puts the person in a situation where they've got to apply some critical thinking to the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to be about with the athletes. Because, believe me, if there's a mistake to be made out there, I've done it. I've made yeah. it. You it's know? Not, it's not, it's, that's the thing. You can't, you know, when you're, when you're trying to tell them, about, like you specifically, you're not trying to say it like I'm the perfect that, person. I am right? definitely, yeah. let me just put the, being honest, right? Being honest. <laughs> We're being in, honest. In, in honest. case somebody <laughs> may have possibly thought that, believe me, I'm the, the, the complete opposite of that. Not even close. Yeah, and I think because uh, something that you you brought up there actually like hit with me with when it comes to like knowing what you have to do, what you know what you should do, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then when you don't do that, another the next step after that because you're not always gonna, of course, like the mentality you have to like no, I know what I should do. I should be doing that. When you don't do that, when you do slip up, how do you react? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like especially uh, early on and in my high school days when it comes to – I'm speaking basketball specifically, sure. but I can relate this with video stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. When you – well, for basketball, you have practices. So there's certain days, like, I have to show right, up. But right. you know every day you should be getting your work in. And then if you slip up one day, does, does, that, does that then sit you down more? You know what I mean? Does that then say, well, I mean, I already – whatever, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so then the new or the newer mental take I've taken on things is like, I know now what what I have to do. And I've always known what I have to do in order to get the things that I want accomplished. So then I can then set on to other things like we say it never stops. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, let me try and get as much as I can done. And then if I mess up, we're not even thinking about that. Let's up it. You know what I mean? So it's almost like 
eventually the threshold of how much I'm slipping up should go down less, you know? If mm -hmm. I keep myself accountable, I don't let myself keep going down on slides of like, if I'm not going to gym, I miss a day or whatever, I missed a day, right. whatever, you know? Let me, let me hold myself a little bit more accountable and like stop that slip up slowly, slowly, slowly. With videos and stuff, it's like, I go to work, you know, I do the video thing. And then when I come home, I have to edit certain things to get them out. Right. Then I have to write certain things for other things to get them out. So I got to be up late. Like mm -hmm. sleeping has to go sleeping has to go down. <laughs> sleeping just has to go down. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. You're sleeping and stuff like that. But uh, it's just something that like it, it takes time to understand. And once you understand that you're always working towards something, mm -hmm. for me, at least it feels like that gives me more excitement, more hope to work than just like, oh, well, I clearly don't have that mental... You know, I no, mean, you're right. It's and I think what you know what you're articulating there is, <clears throat> and with age, with experience, the magnitude of your decisions often changes. Mm -hmm. So in high school, you know, you don't lift one day. You miss one day at the gym. It's you know, it's yeah. probably not going to be the end of the world. You're probably going to be fine. Yeah. He's not talking to any of y'all athletes right now. Y'all better not be in the gym. Guys. Not right my now. girls. <laughs> not my guys and girls. No, nah, better be there. But, yeah. <clears throat> you know, because it doesn't, the impact, the magnitude of it at that time is not, it doesn't weigh on you the same way for majority of kids. But that's why when there's a kid that it does weigh on, that's, mm. that chances are he's going to be special, right? Yeah, he kind of gets that earlier yeah. he or she sorry exactly exactly and then you know and then you're at university level and then all of a sudden like the magnitude of your decisions changes mm. right because the ability levels that like the gaps start to uh the gaps start to close mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah because now what separates you and me that maybe separated us at high school has gotten narrowed in, yeah. right? Like you said for yourself, for example, high school, you know what? You're a little bit shorter than you were now. So that impacted the position that you played. And I remember you, you were a smooth player. Um, but then, <clears throat> you know, now all of a sudden you, your size has increased, you mm -hmm. know, your, your weight has increased. So, <clears throat> you know, these, now that you've closed that gap to maybe the guys that were maybe, you know, four inches taller, three inches taller than you, yeah. that gap has changed. So if your game was yeah. on level, but, you know what I mean? And then it's it's the same thing with everything that we do. You know, if you don't if you don't stretch after a game, you know, when you guys are in high school, you don't stretch after a game. I talk about stretching, taking care of your yeah, body. Yeah. You're you will be fine. Again, not my guys or girls. <laughs> You'll be fine, probably. Yeah. But let me tell you, you get to the university level, you get to the pro level, pro you don't levels. take care of your body. It, it's, we're talking about career length of your career. This can alter, you know. Exactly, I mean? and this is why I try to enforce. And there's obviously more knowledge now and awareness. And but these are the things that I try to instill with the people that I work with. And at a young age, do I expect you know at 13 years old for all of those things to be executed? Of course not. Mm. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I but I don't. <clears throat> but if we got you know 10 things that we say, here's 10 things. Mm -hmm. Put these on your checklist at 13 years old, and if you check out five of those, you know what? Like we're like, we're winning. We're at you know yeah. what I'm saying. But you, maybe you don't say that to them. You know, no, but like, no, exactly. That's because what it the is. goal the goal is 10. The yeah. goal is 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I don't think anybody wakes up in the day and thinks, you know what? I just want to have a five out of 10 day. Today. Yeah, that's you know not, what I mean. That's not a goal. If so, that's a good title for a book. Hey, Anyways. there you go, man. <laughs> um, New but, career you know, comes Then you soon. get to high school, and you know. 
different things happen. Life has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, this matters more. This matters Social more. Stuff, yeah, exactly, right? Stuff, so yeah. that that scale starts to shift a little bit. So, you know, what? we get 7 out of 10. You know what? We're winning. Mm-hmm. And we get to university. And, again, this 10 is just a number I'm just putting out there. But, like, you get to university, you got to be – you got to be pretty close on everything yeah. if you want to make it to the next level because that gap closed at the next level. Yeah, everybody it, is fast. Exactly, yeah, Everybody's big. It's everybody's like, strong. So, it progresses. Right. Yeah. So what's going to be the difference? Yeah. You know, where will that difference come from? And that's what you're, you're always in pursuit of. And then we can get into a conversation about your confidence and it chipping away. Because mm-hmm. if you <clears> – and you tell me this. You played basketball. You still play basketball. Mm-hmm. You have a big game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, you're practicing, and you're practicing your foul shots, and you take 100 shots, and you make 100 out of 100. You tell me right now, before anything else happens, where is your confidence going into Friday's game? I'm getting 85. I'm getting, like, I'm winning, you know what I mean? Right? Exa- but that's yeah. my point. So now we're just talking, obviously, a simple example there Mm -hmm. of taking foul shots. But because you executed 100 out of 100 things, your checklist was 100 question marks. I need to make 100 shots. And you made 100 shots. Your confidence level, no one can talk to you the next day. This is what it is. You go the night before on a Thursday and you hit 25 shots out of 100 shots you take. Yeah, this is a little different. Right? Your mindset's probably going to be somewhat damaged because you didn't do what you you set out to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I always bring these examples back to the way that I expect things to be run at my facility is be prepared when you show up Mm -hmm. to execute. That was a big thing. I remember, like... Yeah, you, you tell him right shoes. now. Tell him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him right now. See, I just got you like, see? oh, I just got flashbacks. <laughs> right? Yo, get your shoes. And this is not prompted. All that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff was super, mm-hmm. uh, super organized. And a lot of it makes a lot more sense now, which is another right. reason why I want to get you in. Because mm-hmm. I want to kind of like pick your brain about some of the things <laughs> that I didn't understand right. back then. Right. Um, we do have uh, a video. We have one, maybe one, two videos. We got to kind of uh, hurry up and wrap it up here. But... I do have a question here. Mm-hmm. Hit the hit the first one, <laughs> and then skip. Man, I'm weirdly obsessed with these girls' videos, bro. It's the weirdest thing. No, go further, the girls, further, further. The girls or the videos? The, the video, the video, okay. video. Trust me, I've seen the look in their eyes. I'm scared of these girls. I don't want nothing to do with these girls. Yeah, click around there. Um, actually, go to go to the next video. Go up. Go to the other one. And this one's an earlier. Go maybe a minute in. Further, 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 back, back, forward, 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 forward. Yeah, hit around there. Well, how do you feel about these crazy, like, I don't want to call them crazy, <laughs> but this is a carnivore diet. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and play it. Easier to eat and for us to digest. So these. I don't even know what that is. And Cecilia are crackpot. Go a little further. I just want to kind of see kind of everything that's, uh, yeah, keep going. I'll tell you when to stop, but keep, uh, keep doing that. <laughs> You skip all the dog stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back. Go back a little bit. Whatever this is. Because my mama told me you don't eat that part. (laughs) That's what I was told. That's the part you put away. How do you, like, I'm, I know, Jimmy. She's serving that? Beef spleen. And they don't cook this. They eat it like that. I, th- I mean, I'm pretty sure they eat it like that. I don't know. 
So some good digestive enzymes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, just just pause it on that. Good lord. Uh, yeah, yeah, just pause it. Uh. So <laughs> recently, Joe Rogan said he went on an all carnivore diet for a month where he yeah. just ate meat. Regardless, uh, he didn't eat it raw. Okay. So these these people do. Um, this one might not be raw, but I know I've watched enough of their videos mm. where <laughs> they eat a lot of this stuff raw. To you, I remember when we talked about diet, like the diets that I would get and we would talk about is pretty balanced. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about like the like extreme sort of all to one side, all vegetarian, all carnivore? Have you, would you ever try something like that? Uh, no, <laughs> <clears throat> no. Um, I mean, that's a pretty it's it, I, there needs to be a lot for those conversations for me coming from you know, the position that, that I'm at, uh, professionally, like yeah, you have those, like, yeah. yeah, there needs to be like some parameters with all of those, those aspects. I do have different thoughts on all of those things, but you know, again, when you're going one way so far or the other way so far, like I'm not really into all of that. I'm more of a, you know, trying to be a little bit more well-rounded now, well-rounded to me again, might be different to the next person, mm -hmm. of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, with eating going, you know, completely one way or completely the other, I mean, those are all personal choices, not necessarily the way that I um, yeah. choose to give my guidance, so to speak. It's, it's just like, for some reason, I think what it is is a lot of, and I don't know if I'm the person to say this, but I feel like it's a lot of, from the outside looking in, mm -hmm. I do comedy, I can have my take. It seems like it's almost, I'm not going to say it's all, but it's a lot of the placebo effect. Where you're so much into the mindset of like, no, 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 I have more energy. You know, like yeah. when I hear, even when Joe Rogan was talking about, it, I'm like, you know, bro, it sounds like that's a lot of like hype. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. The thought of eating raw meat, I can almost see like you feel maybe more like like with your roots, animalistic almost. You know? <laughs> well, when everybody throws around savage and they're savage, that's savage. <laughs> that's savage for real. <laughs> I've seen, uh, like, even some of the way, uh, like, they talk, these two ladies talk in their videos. <laughs> it's, you know, they make sure their teeth are nice and showing. Like, they're making their presence known. Yeah, they're making yeah, their yeah. presence known for sure. <laughs> no, but um, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I, I can't do it. I think you man. hit it on. No, but I think, you know, you bring up a good point there in terms of, like, placebo, right? It's, mm -hmm. you know, work, I work with different people, um, you know, that all come from different backgrounds, different challenges different ability levels and you know everything always gets directed back at some capacity to you know what are the other aspects of your life like what's your lifestyle because mm -hmm. again right you as an athlete and now i had the opportunity to train with you five days a week mm -hmm. okay but that's like five hours yeah that's all week. that that's all that actually turned out to right? be yeah so five hours a week very small opportunity to try to put you know a positive thumbprint on you though mm -hmm. right and, you know, when, when people have, um, it, it's interesting because, you know, I have different people that will come in and it'll be like, you know, they're like for you guys, I'll bring it back to you guys. Okay. Talking about high school athletes, you know, and I, I ask them like, you know, what's their eating look like? What's their nutrition look like? And, you know, when it's all over the place, you're completely mindless of it. You know, you're having, you know, this here, this soda here, you're having this chocolate chip muffin at this time, you're having this all like, and you're all over the place. Mm -hmm. You don't even know how you feel. There's no way you would but know. But now all of a sudden, yeah. if I say, listen, let's just clean that up, add two more liters of water to your day. And instead of having a chocolate chip muffin at breakfast or two of them, mm -hmm. 
you know, have this, <coughs> that, and that. Yeah. You want to believe, like, for one, you mentally, like, you want it to work. Yeah. So you want it to has, believe it that. It can have now. positive effects, it, you know? Well, exactly, right? Now, obviously, I mean, there is science and there's uh, all of these things behind it to show yeah. that there is these things that are happening. But my point with that is it's you at the same time, you, you want it to work. So you do. You are going to feel better right away. Mm. And which brings me back to my point in terms of, you know, mental mental training, mental conditioning, mental preparation, you know, why do I have the guys meditate for a few minutes before each training session? I forget. Wow, I'm getting all the flashbacks you know I mean? now. Right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but why? Like, because I'm, that's three minutes of, let's just clear out the shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And let you start to dial into you. Are you going to feel good? Of course you're going to feel good, you know? Now, with you guys specifically, if you recall, I also, in that three, that, you know, three or four minutes of meditation, like, Brought you guys back to. I'm not gonna tell my secrets out right yeah, now. What I, am I doing? Never mind. Don't sell, don't yeah. sell the season <laughs> trade, man. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and so yeah, yeah. Sorry. So if you want to know the answer to that, you gotta hit me up. That's man. what it is, man. <laughs> and um, we're gonna. We honestly have to wrap it up. But I just keep there's keep being things I want to say. So maybe we have to have you on again at some point. Because um, we didn't even get to the artistic side, and that's something mm. I really wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, let me do a quick. Uh, let me do a quick timeout, and then. We'll either be ending it or we'll be able to talk about that. Let's find out real quick. All right. Last thing we're going to talk about before we uh, end the podcast here today, the creative side of things. Because mm-hmm. this is something I wouldn't have pictured and I didn't know, obviously, as an athlete training. Yeah. But you have this artistic side. When you were in school, it was painting, I believe, for the most part? Yeah, or? yeah fine arts, yeah. So how does, like, because this was a question I always had and this was something I was almost struggling with because I feel like the creative and artistic side of things, like that side of your brain can be so much different than, than the sports side of, to get into those two head spaces. Yeah. So how did, how did that work for you? And like, what, what, how does that all go for you? Well, I mean, to encapsulate it's, uh, it's, <clears throat> I mean, that's what I, I had a natural talent, uh, for, I was, I was blessed with that talent and uh, like at an early age. Yeah. Yeah. Like very, very, I think I was two years old when oh, I wow. first kind of identified like, uh, this kid, yeah, this, this kid's kid, kid, he's seeing a little like something, yeah. Full paintings. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, my mother tells a story all the time. Like, the first project we had was to do, like, um, uh, I think it was a self, self-portrait. self mm-hmm. And uh, I was the one kid in the class that actually, at that time, um, I drew a... What I drew of myself was a profile. And that's just not normally how, you know, mm. kids would see themselves, you know. Um, so anyways, it just identified just how I saw them. Yeah. So anyways, you know, fast forward through all that stuff. Um, you know, my father made me just look at things differently. You know what I mean? Like I remember, you know, he like artistic? more, yeah, he's artistic oh, gotcha. and he still is now. He, he has some art shows and stuff now. Oh, word. Um, but he, you know, you ask a kid, you know, five years old to draw an apple. What are they going to do? They're going to pull out a red crayon and they're going to color it's the good. apple. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, wow, that almost looks like an apple. The kid's good. And that's fine. Uh, but for me, my dad would be like, well, no, look at the apple. You know what I mean? Mm. There's brown. There's, there's yellow. Yeah. There's green. You know what I mean? Like there's marks on it. Like, yeah. so he just that. And, you know, as I look at that, it made me analyze the apple. Right. And I know I'm probably going out there for some people. But trans, fast forward, you know what I mean? That I, That's what I think made me very successful or, or contributed to my success as an athlete was I just saw things very differently. Yeah. So I reflected on myself very differently. I saw my competition very differently and I just saw the game uh, differently, you know, and, and so my approach to it was very different. 
And now I think it's, it's pretty amazing for me um, that, you know, I've been able to take the artistic side of my, my life, the athletic side of my uh, life, and then, you know, combine the two. Because every single person that I get to work with is a form of art for me. And I, I'm not saying that to be cliche, yeah, it but now. it's true. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I take a look at you and I, we do, I do an assessment on you. And then now it's like, okay, so here's what my canvas is. You Got know, you. And, yeah. and I mean that in the most respectful way to everybody, <laughs> by the way. But, you know, every, because everyone is like, how am I going to make this, you know, the mm. next masterpiece that I get to work on? You know what I mean? I got to do yeah, this. Yeah, like that makes so much sense to me now. Yeah. But like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have connected any of those dots yeah. back then. But it, yeah, it's so and this is like obviously the last thing I'm going to say before we cut off. It's so interesting how like small things that your parents do can really impact you. Mm -hmm. I know with because uh, when you were saying how your dad showed you that stuff on like I didn't. When I was drawing, I just copy stuff. Sure, like, sure, I, it yeah, wasn't yeah. that deep for me. My art is eh. But um, when it comes to, like, because one of the biggest things about me is, is like, like the narrative. So, like, when I see everything I look at, I look at as a narrative story mm -hmm. and, like, mm -hmm. break down. So, like, when I see a podcast, even the podcast, I'm breaking down narrative. Like, let's, how I would structure a story is how I would structure podcast. So, I need this, this, and this. Right. It has to have beginning, middle, end. Mm -hmm. So, we have breaks, da, 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 all that stuff. And that comes from, like, my mom was really into books. Right. We talked about reading a lot. Like, we looked at how stories were made. As a kid, me and my friend used to make comic books in, like, grade, like, four. And mm -hmm. we would make multiple copies. we print them out. And, like, I don't think we actually sold Maybe we did sell them. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We, my pockets, yeah. Like, I don't know if I made that books. much profit. <laughs> But, um, you know, we would, like, send them around the class and, like, everybody was reading them and stuff like that. And it was just – I didn't see that happening among the other students. Shouts out to Ezekiel. That's my guy. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just super interesting how that, how that all kind of comes yeah, back. But yeah. we, we got to end it now. So uh, this is great. It was, yeah. it was a lot of no, fun. It was great, man. I appreciate you reaching out and, and having me on here and, and have my, you know, little voice uh, with, with yourself there. And I it's, mean, it's great. It, it was honestly, and like I said, uh, it's, it's just fun to get sort of, especially since I haven't seen you in a while, like reconnect yeah. and talk about things that I didn't really see before. Not saying I'm, I always say, not saying like I'm, I understand everything now, you know. <laughs> Clearly, I don't. How many times now, you know, Jamil, let's actually, let's not put that on the podcast. But, um, yeah, uh, it's your camera real quick. If you want to, like, say where people can find you, Instagram or whatever, let them know. Uh, well, Instagram, I don't even know what my Instagram thing is. Coach. <laughs> At the moment. I Coach Ruelid, I think. Yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, on Instagram, I think it's at Coach Are You Elite, Coach Ru Elite. I think that's um, what it's Coach Are You Elite. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably the easiest way. Uh, a lot of athletes um, like they'll hit me up in the in the, the DM. Yeah, they hit me yeah. at the DM asking about questions and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I can hit them up in there and 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 help them out that way. Um, yeah, man. I just I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 inspiring to uh, to reconnect with you and see. Like I said, I'm at that stage now with the process that I've been going and developing, it's starting to see athletes that have gone through, you know, what I like to call the system and see mm -hmm. them coming out on the other end. And like, you know, earlier when I just said to you about like, you know, um, you talked about the shoes. I'm like, okay, that just reinforces to me. It's like, that was that's my small thing. little thing with you, but you remembered that. You yeah, know what I mean? it sticks out so strongly. Yeah. So and that like, thing's so like, got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, I just, I just want to say thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I love working with the athletes I get the chance to work with. Um, and my, my people are my people, man. And it's, they're coming. So they're going to be a man. problem. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, real quick before we end, I got a couple things we got to plug for the podcast. So as always, you
you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Audio comes out a day before the video. The video is out on our YouTube channel, which is Throw the Lob. Our Instagram is at Throw the Lob. We have clips now. Finally, took forever, but we got clips now, and we have interactive content coming as well. Some other stuff, secret stuff coming on the way too, so stay on the lookout for that. And we got some exciting, this was a great guest. We got some exciting guests coming along the way, man. Y'all just got to keep watching. So thanks for watching. This has been Throw the Love. Mm -hmm.